I've missed y'all so much. And if this is your first time tuning into Soul Coffee, welcome, welcome, welcome. Dr. Danielle Cornelius is a chiropractor who has focused her work at the root of the female body for over a decade in empowering women to live a more rooted life. Her depth of study has focused and has incorporated natural healing, bodywork practices, energy medicine, and other esoteric feminine healing arts. And observing her, it has taught me a deeper reverence and appreciation of and respect for the art of deep listening and the anatomy of the female physiology. She has been such a big mentor for me and grounding force for me in these last six months of me being in my inaugural six months of practice, which I'm so honored and I'm so excited to be a part of the Source Chiropractic Tucson. And I feel so blessed to be able to open up a window so you all can take a fresh breath of air uh, and appreciate her very powerful grounded expression as we navigate this time. And as we, I think she has a key for you all to be able to better navigate this time in more ease and simplicity. In this episode, you will learn to appreciate the cycles of nature and how they show up in your body and in your mind, how to help yourself heal through all the trauma, what strategies can help you stay rooted and why that is important at this time, how you can begin to cultivate the skill of empathy and the importance of navigating back to and resting in the parasympathetic nervous system. If you dig this podcast, please pause this episode and make sure you leave a five-star review while things are hot and always share it with your people. You can connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Jamal Fruster as that's where I put majority of my time when it comes to social media. And feel free to take a screenshot and at myself or our guest and hashtag Soul Coffee Podcast. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode with Dr. Danielle Cornelius, The Ability to Hold Paradox. Good morning, everybody. Feeling like a sports announcer at this wonderful setup uh, curated by Alex Liu and get the chance to connect with this beautiful soul who's really held just a wonderful space for me in starting a practice at the Source Chiropractic Tucson. She's been a mentor to me, her freaking giggle makes me giggle. And she's just really been this grounding force for me in this time of so much chaos in the world with different heated topics. And what I'd love to dive into this episode about is being able to hold the middle ground and holding paradox, a concept she introduced to me a few weeks back and it's just blown my mind ever since because I find myself efforting to really wanting to hold this middle ground for our people on these different sides of the spectrum of different issues, yet she just seems to fluidly navigate things coming back to center and allowing for expression quite wonderfully. So without further ado, we'd love to have Dr. Danielle introduce herself. Fabulous. Thank you. That was a lovely introduction. I'm Dr. Danielle Cornelius. I've been a chiropractor for 12 or 13 years now, and I have focused most of my practice on pelvic floor work. So I've studied with a really amazing women's health physical therapist up in Portland, Oregon. Her name's Tammy Kent, and she wrote a book called Wild Feminine, and you spoke really eloquently about the work I've done, um, which is all about bringing someone back to their center so that they can move forward from there. And a lot of times we're always pulled out of our center um, and then we're a little chaotic. So a lot of my work is about helping women actually feel all the way down to their root and their pelvic floor itself. But there's so much energy involved in that. 
and teaching and there's a lot of energy that is stored in there in that area and um the real work for he deep healing in this way comes from finding your center and moving mm. from there so i've had a lot of practice at coming to my center and then moving from there mm. coming back to my center and moving from there so i've learned a lot about life from the female pelvis itself um mm. and that's been where my expertise comes from mm. how about that you've learned so much from nature that mm. you get to then apply it into then conversations and just real world applications which i think is yeah. so important and and really amazing that even just hearing you say that you know us as chiropractors we are working with nature every single day and it's just these it comes in the forms of these beautiful bodies mm -hmm. that are disconnected from themselves and disconnected from nature so that's why it's been so cool being here in tucson with you just appreciate the biodiversity mm -hmm. of you coming from oregon me coming from connecticut us being the freaking yeah. desert together yeah <laughs> and being able to navigate you know this new expression together and you know one thing that is potent and important for me to continue to share with our audience is you know even if people may feel charged from insert flaming topic on fire that people yeah. are losing their shit about yeah what would be some of your strategies on how to come back to center um one way I would say is to not be afraid of the more negative feelings that come up when you get charged and learning how to like sit with them and like listen to them and give yourself time and space. So we live in our capitalist culture, which teaches us to go, go, go all the time, make more, 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 more money, more, more things to do. And that's where we get our uh, sense of value from. But we don't, we haven't been taught to actually create the space we need to actually feel all those mm -hmm. emotions. So, you know, there's lots of issues that charge me up too, and there's other issues I feel neutral about. So obviously when you already feel neutral, it's a lot easier to stay in your center. Um, when you get really charged by something, that charge is telling you something. Um, and I think it's really important to learn how to sit with it instead of just use it as fuel to like fight with someone. Um, I think especially as chiropractors, we have a certain responsibility to hold that space because we do work in the place where the body needs the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and so we should like continue to practice that and be good at holding that space of like oh i feel charged but what does that charge mean and can i moderate my nervous system in the way that i'm teaching other people to do that because um, we need to move out of that like sympathetic fight or flight space and into a more parasympathetic and that's kind of coming back to your center and sometimes it takes time and space mm -hmm. and you need help so uh, for for me i would say the best way to handle that is to learn how to give yourself time and space for that and not be afraid of those more quote-unquote negative feelings yeah. yeah it's even being getting creative in what that can process can look like for mm -hmm. you and i love how you said or highlighted you know a colonized society wants to push us into a sympathetic space mm -hmm. as that's where then we have the perception like literally our focus goes like this and we can't see anything but what's in front of us and it's either attack or it's flee mm -hmm. or whatever it may be and I mean, we just saw in practice tonight, you know, someone was just so grateful and they literally just thanked us for being able to hold the special space, the mm -hmm. safe space, the safety space, the brave space for her to just feel whatever she was feeling. Yeah. And that's amazing. And then another one of our people, you know, had another emotional or had her first or one of her first mm -hmm. emotional releases on the table. And, you know, she had to go into her car and, mm -hmm. you know, just allow herself to feel that. And, you know, it could have been easy for you could say me as a man, me as a doctor, me as a human being could be, 
no, 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 feel that like right now, like what's yeah. like, who am I exactly. to rush someone else's healing process as that's manipulation and that's, I want to say that's not okay, but that's uh, not honoring. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a little aggressive and kind of oppressive in some ways. Mm. Um, and people often need time to unfold it. That can be really intense for them. So it's not yeah. best. I don't think it's a good idea to actually shut it down. I've had an opportunity to work with the front desk here for a little while. So I get to like listen to people, how they're feeling when they come in, when they come out, which is interesting for me because my Ooh. practice up until now has been just me by myself doing a really slow, very feminine type of practice. And mm. here I get to see like the more frequency, I get to see more people coming through mm. and it's been interesting for me to watch. But yeah, when people were checking out a few people different today, had some emotional releases, uh, even at the front desk. And I think that's a beautiful testament. And a lot of people speak to how comfortable they feel just walking in the door here to like feel whatever they're feeling or yeah. be whoever they are. And how are we supposed to like expand into who we're supposed to be if we're kind of constantly shutting ourselves down and like mm. contracting? Mm. Oh, good word. Contraction and expansion. Yeah. Ebb and flow. Darkness yeah. and light. It's, it's, it's both. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so important. But it's both, but it's still one. It's one spectrum. Yeah. And I love... Um, the different principles that we get to study of life in the universe and you know the chiropractic meaning to life is the expression of intelligence through matter mm -hmm. and i just love that because i'm like yes yeah. and i know i'm really good at you know just being able to quote quote unquote turn on and from where i'm at in my expression now even when i was speaking or trying to share or trying to connect with people or trying to have my classmates see a certain thing or my parents or my family try to see a certain thing i'd be so passionate but that would end up burning some people, quote unquote, or turning some people off. But it was always authentic, but now it's more of a refined fire, which has been one of my yeah. biggest lessons over the last few years. And now it's like, I get to burn harder. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't gotta burn bright, baby. You no. feel me. And sometimes it's just who you are, yeah. not necessarily what you're doing to try to get mm. somebody to change their mind, but just who you are yeah. that will inspire people to I think like, it's think the medicine. It's yeah. the me that's the real medicine because, you know, even though I'm just starting practice, I'm not attached to every single person starting care uh, because I know we offer value. I know they're coming to a potent space to heal. Mm -hmm. And it's all a matter of if they're ready and some yeah. people just simply aren't ready. Yeah. Resources are limited for some people mm -hmm. and it's a different way of really restoring your health and, you know, taking care of yourself. So, um, it feels good to be in a place like I don't need you to start. Otherwise I'm going to, I don't know, not be able to pay my bills or whatever. It's like, yeah but instead just focus on placing the value for people hey this is why you're experiencing what you're experiencing we can help mm -hmm. um and this is just literally just map out themselves for it it's so important yeah. and i feel like a lot of people like i just saw a photo of a first grader who refuses to take off his mask for uh bless you <laughs> refuse to take off his mask for uh for photo day and he's like no my mom told me i always got to keep it on i always got to keep it on and once more that's another opportunity to be like i, I could be like who like i noticed the emotions i noticed the feelings inside me like frustration anger sadness like a deep 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 sadness to think that this beautiful divine child human being thinks that they are broken or thinks that their immune system is or doesn't know that their immune system is functioning or simply the mom doesn't know how immune immunology or the nervous system or the body even works. Mm -hmm. So one of the most potent offerings at Health Freedom for Humanity by Dr. Larry, I think it was like P P Pavelski, I think was his name. He's a holistic pediatrician. He's a, he asked questions in the initial visit, like, you know, why, do you know what germs are? 
Like, do you know why they're there? Do you know how we get them in our body? Do you know what they do? Do you know what function they serve? Mm -hmm. And walking these people through this intake, and one of the questions he commonly gets is, you know, how can I strengthen my child's immune system when instead he asked the question, well, what if it was, how can I, or how do I weaken my child's immune system? Mm, So it's like being like depleted. So it's like this water bottle, right? So it's like being depleted versus needing to, needing to restore, needing to build from the beginning. And I thought that, that flipping, I was like, because his talk was shifting the medical paradigm. And I was like, (laughs) like, all that to say, you know, it's, I'm grateful to be observant and not just get lost in the emotion. While I feel like as a man, as a black man, as a Latino man, it's the default growing up if you don't have high level facilitators to teach you communication, to teach you emotional intelligence, how to navigate and sift through what, what you might be feeling inside and allow for new expression. Yeah. I think males in our culture are really socialized to like have to do something all the time or to just into that doing state. So like if something doesn't feel right, it's time to like fight or do, mm. like move forward and move, pr- and pr- move with externally. It. Yeah. Um, and that can be to a detriment because sometimes we just have to sit in it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard because male, like we're just, we really are so, like even though we're more similar than we are different as males and females, we're socialized really differently. Um, so there's just a lot of patterns. So like I have a lot of compassion for the way people have been socialized. And right now we're going through like a major trauma event for everybody on the whole globe all at once. Like yeah. in our lifetime, this hasn't ever happened regardless of no. your perspective on it, on it. So everyone's having to deal with like these really intense feelings and things are shifting. Um, things are changing. It's not the same pattern we've had. And so I think that to cultivate that sense of like just sitting with it and kind of letting it, just allowing it all. Um, is something we can learn from nature because nature doesn't really try to control life and death in that whole cycle. It's part of like death is part of life. And sometimes like really tragic things happen in nature and yet animals kind of move on from it. Like, like nothing. Oh, you don't see like a, you don't see, I think I heard this somewhere. It's like, you don't see like a zebra or something like be sad about it's homie that passed like the other day, like the no. other week. No, it's, it's just, they know how to shake off trauma. That's Literally. Like when you see a dog that got stressed out, it'll shake its whole body off. And then it's kind of moves on. Or a deer that get hit by yeah. get, that get hit that gets hit. it gets hit by a car, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, and then they're like shake the tail. And they're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have you ever had an experience with somebody on the table who had like the shake trauma response? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like it's letting go of old trauma. Usually, mm-hmm. I have that a lot where people just start like shaking and they need to release an old trauma because like, we what's don't. What's going on? Yeah. And I'm like, trust it. Yeah. It seems scary because we also judge those things as negative mm. um, when we were, it's really just a release. Mm. Uh, Peter Levine's work is really good for this. He has a book called Waking the Tiger and it's all about trauma and like stored trauma. Um, I've heard his name before. What else does he, what does he do? It's, I, I can't remember exactly what his training is in, but his work is all around trauma healing. I've, oh, from, oh, uh, Erica Cooney, uh, my mentor, the the burnout professor, she talks about his work and I think it's about embodiment practices and you know how, yeah, just restoring that. Yeah. And that's so important. And I think Catherine Leaf is another like neuropsychologist or neuroscientist who talks about this and it's just, it's really interesting shit. It totally is. It's it's us, like in how our nervous system functions. And I feel like even the nervous system, like that's such a, people don't get that. 
no. like nervous system. And people are like, what's more that? and more people I think are talking about it than it used to be, but yeah. For sure. Yeah. I was just on them. I had a good talk with uh, one of my friends, Dr. Trish, shout out to you girl. And she's a naturopath. Mm -hmm. And she told me a little, she meets people at the physical level, but she really loves going energetically and different things and then the yeah. relationship with food and uh, being able to understand, you know, the energy between them and the relationship internally. And, you know, what's been really, really juicy thought, I love to bounce off you as it's nice as um, we talk about this triune of life, intelligence, matter, energy, or force that links then the intelligence and the matter. The matter expresses the intelligence, the intelligence creates and organizes all. It's like people nowadays are disconnected from source, God, a higher power. Mm -hmm. They're also disassociated and disconnected from their body. Mm -hmm. So where does that leave all of this entrapment or this focus? They're, they're trapped in the mind, which is then this dis-ease of the mind is then bleeding out to the body and the body's expressing the disconnection from mm -hmm. the stress from the mind but also the disconnection from source but it still goes back into the energy of the mind and there's just a stuckness in one part of the triangle yeah which is like uh what i would think of as like uh that to me is trauma like that's trauma and it's like stored energy that people have it's a wound Mm. Ooh, ooh, you got me inspired. Uh, as there, I listened to this podcast by I think his name is Eric Godsby or Hot Godsy. He's studied with Aubrey Marcus. And long short, he did an article in a podcast on trauma and he talked about trauma is this like this snake and you who you are right now, me who I am right now, that's like the head of the snake. But our trauma and our memories extend behind us, which yeah. I thought was a really interesting concept. So depending upon our relationship with that as trauma is a perception it's not necessarily that which happened to us but the perception of it if we can heal that relationship with it then we can heal our expression in the now and it's yeah. like with a landmark is like did this thing is like here's the past here's the present here's the future you can't even be here if you're still trapped here let alone go to the future otherwise you would just drag what was in the past to the future which then is in your present mm -hmm. and then this is where we're at yeah totally and it's not like you can just be like, eh, I'm just going to cut off the past now. <laughs> you got to actually process all that oh, yeah, shit yeah, that you have yeah, to process. That you're through. And that's going back to animals. Animals process everything in the now. Mm. Like they don't have that extra layer of their brain like we have that can do math and can like puzzles and we and that linear part of us that actually holds on to mm. the past and the traumas and we can go over and over and over and over mm. in our heads. So we have a harder time actually releasing it in the moment. But the better we get at that, the less we have to like process from the past. That's good. Yeah. And that's why body workers, that's why the work that you do, you know, focusing on the pelvic mm -hmm. floor, that's why us literally working with the nervous system. And then when you have an intention and awareness of the emotions of what someone might be feeling when they lay on your table, because there's a tone due to each different emotion, you yeah. can match that tone and be like, I see you. Yeah. And like, I feel like it's irresponsible for anyone who's doing like healing work to dis disconnect from the energetics or the spirit. Mm. I also think it's irresponsible to not, not, not look at the logic or the science. Yes. Like both sides are really important. Um, but it's interesting to me that so many professions that live in that middle space, which is where the deepest healing is, are the ones that used to get jailed. So like there are a lot of somatic practitioners that got jailed in the 50s. Chiropractors got jailed back in the early days because we're working in that place where I think the colonial system wants to keep everything separate. Like this is psychology. 
this is medicine and everything's really separate because mm -hmm. that's to me what colonialism is it keeps everything separate when everything's mm -hmm. actually intertwined so like how can you actually mm -hmm. complete the healing if you're either only working in the mind or only working with the body oh, yeah. or like any part of that triune if you're not paying attention to all of it then something's missing and that's that's what it is like it's uh you're missing a piece of the puzzle quite mm -hmm. literally yeah. And I was talking with uh, Dr. Zach Thompson, it's in creating content, if you will, or connecting, I think it's just building rapport with people. There's the humor, <laughs> there's the facts and the logic, and then there is uh, the inspirational or the emotional capacity to it. And yeah. I think shares that emulate the three of them or shares that, you know, or in, in you hitting and addressing the three, that can allow something to absorb to people or at least meet them where they're at. Yeah. Because some people might try to mask things with understanding from a logical perspective. Mm -hmm. Some people might just be running rampant in an emotional perspective or some yeah. people might be masking things with humor. Mm -hmm. As our society so applauds as man, you know, that's one of the masks yeah. that men can wear, the joker yeah. or the jester. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that a lot where people go straight to humor when there's like discomfort. Mm. Yeah. Once more, it's trying to do something versus yeah, just, just being there. Yeah. Sit your ass. Yeah. Put like feel this. in that discomfort. Ooh, feel <laughs> yeah. That's why you, you sparked me, you know, because I'm really excited to teach for Health Freedom for Humanity or Health Freedom Academy, you know, cultivating the skill of navigating uncomfortability. Yeah. And I'm really excited because I want to be able to give people a map and how to, you know, trudge through this uncomfortability like you hear the comfort zone and it's like you know what are you just comfort you're used to doing and that can expand like and that yeah. expands people talk about so often oh life happens outside your comfort zone growth happens outside your comfort zone well it's like well cool well how do we define this comfort zone and how do we like how do you navigate outside of your comfort zone and in what ways mm -hmm. so i'm really inspired because it's like in all the like all eight domains of life or you know different life physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationship-wise, financially, goodness, professionally, like you can do that in all shapes and forms, but then once what you've been hitting on from the moment we started this podcast is then, you know, how can you navigate and come back home? How do you integrate? Are you extroverted? Mm -hmm. Are you introverted? <laughs> <laughs> Are you somewhere in between? Mm -hmm. Where do you recharge your batteries? Ooh, this is good. But even like in recharging your batteries, you can't, excuse me, it's like you have to have a certain amount of battery or you need to be plugged in in order for updates to happen on your phone. Yeah. And I would say like if you're pushing your comfort zone, part to integrate that is to kind of come back to your center and then push out again. And that's one of the things we're afraid of is like nature cycles. Mm -hmm. And if you pay attention to nature, it's really obvious. Mm -hmm. You know, we move from winter to spring to summer to fall back to winter and plants tend to go into hibernation and then they like start to bud a little bit in the spring and then everything's bloomed in the spring and the summer and then it dies off and then it starts it to again. cycle over and over and over we again. just i mean think about so our furry friends you know you'll see like people have many dogs or cats and it's so sacred of an experience to literally witness brand newborn puppy mm -hmm. kitten you raise them into an adult you know mm -hmm. they have a certain energy and as they're getting older they, their expression shifts it's like yeah. you get to witness that's the life cycle oh you can see cycle. it in trees you can see it in plants you, you can see it all see the time it in animals and we are part of that and so we have the same need to like i always say like there's a part of the cycle like the spring and the summertime when you're supposed to bloom and you're supposed to express and then there's also parts of the cycle where you're supposed to come back down and let let things like truly die mm. 
And that's where we're starting yeah. to now fall with winter. Yeah. It's like, and then that turns into ah. compost, which is food for the new Ooh. seeds that you've planted. Mm. And so if you're planting like dream seeds, you need to like let it, <laughs> like some of it, you have to let go of control mm. and like let some of it die and then come back through naturally. Trust. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's not necessarily the way that's going to either make you the most money or give you the most prestige or anything like that, but it does align you with nature. And in the alignment of that principle or characteristic of nature, you can trust that things are going to go exactly as they need to. And there will always be another opportunity because mm -hmm. there's going to be another it opportunity. Always comes around. And it's like a spiral. Like I tell people, it's not like spinning your wheel. You're moving. Yeah. Like, there's still advancement. There's still a, yeah. That's good. That's it's one of the, it's a spiral. that's one of the things I like to say with my, my, my coaching process, awareness, action, actualization in like this beautiful triangle, mm -hmm. but then flip yeah. that out, like in a 3d realm and then the triangle is actually spiraling because as you have more awareness to take more refined potent action and as exactly. you take more refined potent action you'll have opportunities to get your needs met so that way you can actualize your potential in whatever form that may look like but then with that actualized potential you have more awareness and then it's like yeah and then you're like going up the chain yeah and that's yeah. and that's what it is and you're, you're cultivating capacity yes which is really really big in a non-physical form being in thought being in discussion and it's interesting like being able to do that now in a mental realm that's i don't want to say more potent but being able to do that is one of the most potent skills that we can have right now mm -hmm. for sure um people are really stuck in their head right now like they're what they think is like the truth like as if it's absolute like as if there is an absolute <laughs> <laughs> Again, back to nature, everything in nature, there's so much diversity in nature. Mm. Um, even the same kind of flower will bloom in different ways, you know, from season to season. I'm, I'm hearing this, I'm like, well, then humans are killing all the fucking diversity in nature. We and are, like there is, like, like we, we have some energetically toxic things that we need to work through and it could be our demise. So that's a very realistic. Bruce Lipton says that we're on track for the sixth extinction mm -hmm. of our species, but this time it's not due to meteor, it's not due to dinosaurs. It's due to it's, us. Like we are the cancer cells on this planet and the planet is conscious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she has a right to be like, get the fuck off of me. <laughs> like, what are you doing? In fact, get off I, now. <laughs> like, oh, I love this. <laughs> okay, you guys are at it. Yeah. I read this book and I, you know, obviously we can't prove everything with science, but it really resonated pretty really <laughs> deep with me. And it was about the different dimensions. And mm. I really liked this author for probably since I was a teenager. Um, and she talked about how viruses live in the second dimension, which is basically in the earth, in the ground. Mm -hmm. And then like the first, if the first dimension is like the core of the earth, the second dimension is like below the surface. And the third mm -hmm. dimension is above the surface. The fourth dimension is like in the heart space. And then it starts to get more esoteric from there. Yeah. Um, but she says viruses live in the second dimension. And when we're out of alignment with nature, that's when they flare up. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we can try and control this. We've tried, we've controlled viruses in the past. Medicine's actually really good at that. But is it what we need for the planet? I don't know. Mm, I love the cat over here, hair twirl. I do. <laughs> 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 you know? Well it's, well, it's interesting because, you know, even once more, Dr. Larry's talk, it was so simple because he broke it down. He's like, 9% of our genome is viruses mm -hmm. and is taught and is built to encode us. That's 120,000 genes that are built for that. He's like, there are 
hundreds upon hundreds of billions of bacteria living inside us when we're babies that come out like we poop yeah. out stool like our first poop there's billions of bacteria in that mm -hmm. but that didn't kill that babe that instead helped it thrive and helped it communicate and helped it um interact and digest the food that its mom was ingesting and all the different things so there's a function to it and it just affirms you know uh, a terrain-based theory versus germ-based theory who ought to we can't prove everything with science, like you said, but we're, it's, it's just interesting to me how we're in this allopathic majority, or I'll say lower allopathic model, mm -hmm. yet, or paradigm, yet the doctor who created the germ theory, Dr. Louis Pasteur, I believe was mm -hmm. his name on his deathbed, said, it's not the germ, it's the terrain. Yet then we have medicine, which is, I just say it's louder because there's no right, there's no wrong. Yeah. The answer, I believe, is always somewhere in between the middle. Um, because, like, we always say, we can break our arm. For break, like, please take me to the, the hospital. Yeah. So that we, they can... They have their zone of genius. Right. They have their zone Keeping of genius. Keeping people healthy is not one of them. No. Like, let's be honest. No, it's not. That's, like, <laughs> cultivating wellness. But, like, emergency, yeah. No, and that's why that's so important. So that's why, you know, trying... But all, all that to say... We're worried about this one virus when it's not the virus that's the problem it's the quality of terrain that's the problem and we must be hitting some some potency <laughs> that, they, right? yeah. that thing ringing i should have turned the phone oh it's all good we're here <sighs> so it's interesting yeah um the man himself that created it and i forget it was i think it was one of his yeah. homies that was like yeah no it's the terrain theory and then he wrote they wrote the book we're so lost from this terrain because we're so much taking from this terrain that is Pachamama, that is Mother Earth. And it's like, even as consumptuous as we are, she is still holding it down for us, like holding space, yeah, allowing us to figure it out or maybe not ever figure it out. And she's still going to be here and come correct, mm -hmm. but our species will pay the price for it. Yeah. Mm. So, and these issues are complex. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no like one answer that's right. gonna actually solve it all. Right. It's like even right. if even if everyone got vaccinated and it was all perfectly safe and whatever, and we got rid of the coronavirus, well, what's next? We don't put we're not putting that kind of effort towards like climate change. We're not putting that Ooh. effort towards like so many other things. World that, hunger, yeah, poverty. So until it interrupted capitalism, we didn't give a fuck. Ooh, and it's so good, but one percent of our species owns 50 to 60% of the wealth and resources out there. How about that fucking problem? Yeah. How about obesity? How about diabetes? How about coronary vascular disease? How about cancer? What about all that shit? But you guys are worried about this? And because there's, there's a root issue to all of those things. And it's about being more in alignment with nature. I don't know what the full answers are, but I they're probably in the minds of indigenous people and not ours, those of us who are in this system. Mm -hmm. um, cool so it's complicated. It's complicated. Um, but the answer is always going back to nature mm -hmm. and coming into alignment with it. And that's the root. And that's our mother. We can, if we can stay disrespectful, and we will pay the consequence one way or the other. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it's just not sustainable. It's like, not. even being in these lights, they're beautiful. This is a great space. But these 
unnatural lights are doing something to our circadian rhythm, which over time can get us out of alignment with literally with the rhythms of our body, take into account our food or, you know, our nourishment of thought as well, being out in the sun, as we talk about all these different four pillars of health and being in alignment with the different elements and different things, because we are quite literally those elements, but you know, it's just great inspiration for us to continue doing the work that we do, sticking in our lane, voicing things and voicing things out out of love. And that's where I've just gotten this deep sense of trust, humility and um, gentleness, because I really feel like my page and my social media, it attracts a lot of positivity. Um, not to say that that's the only way, but I'm not efforting to like dagger and destroy you know other ways of being and thinking yeah. but more so just reflect and point out just so you know there's that and there is this whether it be research which you can find research for anything as you say for anything and everything yeah, but it's just important to i just offer these different seeds and nuggets so that way people can just discern truth and discern what's best for them at this moment with all the resources versus once more, like back into this sympathetic defense system, making choices that you think you really need, you have to, when you got a whole nother brain that you have, part of your brain that you haven't even accessed, that can lead to more sustainable results and actions. Yeah. And in that way, I think COVID has been beautiful. Like I have love and honor and respect for the virus itself because it's disrupted all of our systems. Mm. And I'm for that. <laughs> like yeah. 100%. It's annoying for everyone, but that's what we need. We need disruption of the systems. And it's created enough disruption that we've actually can see how quickly we were able to actually pivot and do different things. Mm. Like now delivery services are even easier, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. For introverts, it's great. <laughs> There's a lot of, it was actually interesting when COVID first hit and things like locked down. Some people like took that like really hard, but those of us who are introverted were like, this is kind of awesome. Because now the world is forcing it to be introverted. Mm. And introverts have had to adjust to an extroverted world for a really mm. long time. And so now I kind of, part of me had to giggle a little bit because I was <laughs> like, I mean, well now extroverts have to adapt to an introverted mm. world. And it also helped bring us back to center, back to the home. There was nobody like, mm. like uh, burning mm. the home fires or taking care of the home fires. Cause mm. like there's like women went to work, which is absolutely the right thing to do. But we also like, everyone's away from the home. No one's and having family dinners. Yeah. And so like it forced everyone back into the home and for better or for worse, there were some really good things that came out of that, I think. And it's good for our culture to learn how to actually completely shift the way we do some things. Mm. And we need to do, it's, we absolutely need to do that. There's a species level pattern break. Yes. That's what we do as chiropractors. You know, yep. we, we help all It was like a massive break. chiropractic adjustment. It was a massive <laughs> chiropractic adjustment, baby. And the fun thing with that, it's like, you know, chiropractic, that word is by hand only. Mm -hmm. or by hand and it's not a how do I word this the bigness of the healing that can come with a chiropractic adjustment isn't just limited to that word chiropractic correct the healing yeah the freedom the expression even if I don't know I'll just say if chiropractic would get deleted mm -hmm. I'd still have a means and a way to facilitate healing that's greater than what that word might Oh yeah, you know there were bone setters and body workers long before there was ever chiropractic. Thousands, for yeah, thousands, thousands of years. That's more, because it's, it's, universal, it's yeah. universal principles. It's, yeah. it's, it's laws of nature that we work with and that we honor. Yeah. And that's the sanctity of it all. Because it's interesting, it's like, ooh, like Brett talked about legacy, like writing pen to paper, like there's a legacy behind that. 
the work that we do, the healing work that we do, it's like we're tapping into the legacy that was there for thousands of years before us. And I really believe as we, as I, I'll say I, as I increase my awareness of the history of where we just met like a 45 year old veteran in the game of chiropractic mm -hmm. and his wife got adjusted by Gonstead. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, what? Like, <laughs> you got adjusted by one of literally the OGs that's yeah. affected the lives of millions upon millions of not just clients, but like so many like tens of thousands of chiropractors across the world and other healers. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on. Like now I'm gonna be more certain. I'm even that much more certain because I was like, how was it being adjusted by that man? He's like, oh, you'd sit in the chair and he knows he's gonna help you. Yeah. And that's how I feel. Like if someone steps in my space, I was like, I know I can help. Yeah. It's just a matter of what's most efficient and what are you open yeah. to? I mean, you know, like healing before we lived in this industrial kind of society where we had to just get better and more and like we're living longer and we're out of alignment with nature for tens of thousands, if not more years, we were in alignment with nature. We weren't having the kind of problems we were having now. And you know that the medicine was coming through medicine women and midwives and people who are close to the village. It wasn't off in some hospital somewhere. Not that people didn't die more, because they did. <laughs> like we died of infectious diseases more. We died, women died more in, in childbirth a lot more. So there's a lot that they've done, but they're also part of what's kept us away from nature. Because then it becomes a, with that, with a certain people or a mode of thinking, there we go, with a certain thought form, there's, it's this way only and then not mm -hmm. that. And that's simply, that's what we were talking about earlier, or that's what Dr. Kate was talking about earlier. It's it's not that they're wrong and it's not no. that we're wrong. Nobody's it's wrong. But from their perspective, they're right. And from our perspective, we're right. Right. And the truth is probably somewhere like more in the middle. And these are like deep, deep questions that we all have to kind of think about. There's no like answer and nobody's, right like i at this moment i don't actually trust anybody who's certain because i just feel like it's way more complicated it is the most complex issue yeah perhaps we're, in also, our we're also talking about colonialization and the effects of that and what that's what got us here yeah. um the medicine has some dirty history too yeah. so do we <laughs> But if you look into like how black women have been treated by the medical industry, OBGYN, like, yeah, like it's how, bad. how that, how that and started. it's still happening. Yeah. Um, and uh, medicine is one of the largest contributors to pollution. If you've ever been into an ER before, watch what they do and how much plastic they throw away and like how much we're dependent on oil and plastic, which is what plastic is coming from the ground, mm. creating all this stuff, all these medicines to keep people living longer when they probably wouldn't. Living longer, but with a lower quality of life. Yeah. So. And it's not like there's an easy answer to this or that I don't have a lot of respect for people who work in that field and the trauma that they're currently right. going through. Right, right. But it's, I think these are questions that we all need to sit with mm. and not feel like we have the answer to. Humble. Yeah. There's, there can be a humility. Yeah. That can be instilled to, I say, especially the doctor. Right now, For especially sure. the nurses, yeah. especially the healthcare, like fucking humble yourself. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Because this is bigger than you. And to think that you have all of the answers when even some, I, it's in, even, Dr. Leary, keep coming back to that man. I said, Doc, I'm like, when I met him, uh, we were, had a conversation, quick conversation. I said, Doc, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to offer us today. He's like, I'm really looking forward to hearing what you have to offer us today. And he really, really meant that. Mm -hmm. And I just had to sit with that. It's like some of the most brilliant minds. Are some of the most humble creatures and that is so inspiring to me 
because I think that's a reflection of them being so deep in the parasympathetic that they are that much more open to seeing what a baby, a child, a rookie chiropractor, a doctor has to offer them. Some of them might have been in the game for 20, 30 years and they know they still don't have it all figured out. Because what we tend to do in our culture is like you got to concretize yourself into what you believe in and like make it really like real. And you should keep yourself open to like being wrong. I remember the very first science class I took in pre-med before getting into chiropractic school was like chemistry 101 or something. And I was really inspired in like the first week, the professor told us like, true scientists are looking to prove themselves wrong. Mm. Like that's the whole point, but we've become really corporate and capitalist. And so it's all about making money. So like, we don't even do studies in good ways anymore. Like the way we're really supposed to, because there's not the right kind of funding in the right places for mm. it. Or like no control groups. Yeah, not enough control groups or not enough like, um, continued studies on like oh this is a good idea now I want to take it and run with it over here um, or I want to take it in this other direction and study it this way not enough peer review not enough not enough trying to prove yourself wrong so if you have a hypothesis you're supposed to if you want to do a good scientific study try and prove yourself wrong over time over time because that keeps you in a state of humility mm. And then you're more open to actually seeing instead of like, oh, I have an idea and I'm a genius and I'm right. And I'm going to push it through. And I'm going to prove it, which is what everyone's doing right now, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I love how you, I mean, you, you really brought it home. Why does that happen? Well, it's being pushed by certain companies or motivations. Or, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and it's, it's trying to force this result or prove this versus, oh, once more, full circle allow for an appreciation of things because you know there's independent there's supposed to be in scientific methods minimal variables so that way yeah. you can, you can appreciate really look at one variable at a time but yeah. in paradoxically life is multifactorial always yeah fucking always, always. Yeah. in all ways yeah so it's just interesting to me how as humans have evolved we've devolved in ways of things that really made us human to begin with and allowed us to even get here because of the fact exactly. that we can we have a frontal lobe to connect and to do all this high level thinking and all this just have our how our brains function you know we, we really lost that connection you mm-hmm. know to ourselves and to each other yeah when that's literally been the key for us to advance this far and we have a hard time like listening to people's opinions who are different from ours so we want to fight about it we were talking about this earlier like everyone's going to war all the time and i feel like we need to move away from war um and part of that is in your own nervous system to like let it be okay and that's patriarchal so that's like the hierarchy patriarchal where there's some one person at the top mm-hmm. um versus b- before we really had patriarchy we lived in more matriarchal societies which didn't mean there was a woman at the top it meant we were it was more egalitarian and we survived longer and, and stayed in high harmony with nature longer in those kinds of societies. What does egalitarian mean? Everyone's, everyone's oh. matters. Everyone's oh, that's equal. Good. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh, you, you have a round, you have like a got round it. table. Got it. <laughs> instead of like person at the head telling all of his minions what to do yeah. and they're telling all their minions Versus what like to do. like delegation. Yeah, it's more like, what, even in politics, now that there's more women in politics, like I read somewhere that even the female senators who are different from each other politically will still get together and have dinners with each other and really good conversation 
And that's what when women led. Wow. <laughs> women led. There's a lot of proof that when women are more, when there's more women at the table, we we have we have a better way of being able to have conversations with each other without wanting to just like punch each other in the face. Maybe you want to, but you don't. And we also have more estrogen in our system, which it makes us care about the community a little bit more. There's a, there's a, I'd even say there's a skill yeah. of empathy. Yeah. And it comes, it comes in some ways pretty natural because it comes with hormones a little bit. And that's part of, yeah. you literally, you literally are wired to take mm -hmm. care of another human being. So it actually makes more sense for the feminine or Ooh. women to lead. Ooh. Even if like, in the, or men who are leading need to learn how to cultivate their feminine field more because it's not about, we mm, need yeah, to move cool. away from like going to war over everything and be able to have a discussion about things mm. and disagree and find a middle ground or things, something that works for everybody involved instead of just like hierarchy, yeah, which is just, truly just white supremacy and patriarchy. She said it, I didn't say it. She said I'll say it, it again. It's <laughs> so important because um, it is less controlling it's more allowing it even in that statement alone that feels more parasympathetic versus mm -hmm. it's this option or decision or nothing at all yeah like that's very that's very once more sympathetic so it's like mm -hmm. this whole conversation to me which feels really good is a reflection of navigating in navigating paradox in thought form you're able to navigate living a parasympathetic based inspired life versus a scarcity, sympathetic, survive, fight or flight, freeze kind of mindset or kind of kind of life. And I would love to choose and create ways for me to always mm -hmm. be in that parasympathetic because that's literally what we're programmed to be 80 to 90% of the time. Yeah, I'd rather be in that state and be wrong. Yeah, because it's like, oh, okay, cool. That wasn't it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, you just expanded my mind. And I love it when like I feel strongly about something and then something opens my mind to the point where I'm like, that never even occurred to me before. It's, isn't, isn't it? There's literally a physical effect. It's it like, feels so good. Wow. Or, yeah. And that's like just one expression. It's like, shit. It's like, my mind's blown. What does that yeah. mean? It means the confines of your mind, yeah. however big that is, yeah. just expanded. And I forget who said it, but you know, a mind once expanded can't return back to its original dimensions. No. It's like, ooh, well, why is that? You have more perspective. And it's like, as a body's evolving, a keystone to that is cells having more awareness of what the other cells are doing. And as that evolves, or as their awareness expands, the body literally evolves because it has more awareness of what all, all the things are doing. And I imagine why they're doing it. Yeah. So if I have more awareness of who you be, why you be, how you do things, that literally makes this one organism, this one species, more efficient. Yep, totally. That's mm. good. That's good. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel complete. Me too. <laughs> Not that there wouldn't be a part two, maybe. But right. Oh, all right. Of course. Oh, we got we got time together, sister. <laughs> Well, how can our viewers or how can our listeners, you know, follow you or, you know, listen to a little bit more of what you offer and mm -hmm. find out about you? I have a website, drdaniellecornelius.com. I have a podcast called Vital Vagina, um, which has a really, a, like a handful of really good conversation. I've, conversations I've had with colleagues and dear friends um, about like root issues. It's pretty focused on females, but I do think that males can learn a lot from like listening Down. and being open to hearing that kind of information. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are probably the easiest ways to find me. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And they shall find you. She's also at Vital Vagina on Instagram as yeah, well. Yeah, my Instagram. Handle. <laughs> I don't post much there, but you can find me there. It's Vital Vagina. Yeah. <laughs> um, two more questions for you, sis. You know, if you could really offer something to people in this moment, you know, what would be some final words you'd have for them? I think um, right now, it's good for people to like practice and cultivate not being so afraid of the dark, of uncertainty, of discomfort, um, of letting things die, like letting ways of life die, letting, you know, letting things go mm. and like not being so afraid of that and learn how to like calm down and just relax into mm. what is. Mm instead of trying to shift it or being angry at it or trying to push against it, mm. just kind of allowing. I think I think if people could practice that skill more and more, it'll be better for everyone. Yeah. Mm. That's so good. Final question for you. Mm -hmm. uh, if you were to describe your flavor or your process of soul coffee to the world, how would you describe your flavor of soul coffee? Oh my gosh. Um, bitter with just a touch of sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and potent. <laughs> yeah. Strong but sweet. <laughs> oh man, I fucking love it. I didn't tell her about that question, no. which is my favorite question to ask when people at the end. Because it's, so, it's so funny to hear what people you know share, so yeah. that's always my favorite. So. Well, y'all, feel free to follow Dr. Danielle Cornelius, us at the Source Chiropractic Tucson, myself, Director Alex Liu, as he's making the sexy content for sure. If this res if this episode resonated with you, please feel free to share it with a friend, put it on your story, at either of us on IG, send me a message, leave a five-star review so we can reach more people as it's good to just be in flow with things. And as always, just stay connected, people, and enjoy the rest of your week. Peace.